it goes like um you've got that 70s waka 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 wow hollis makes a phone call hollis talking to you and that would be my pitch for a theme song that you don't need hello everybody i don't know about you but i'm thinking my lucky stars it's the weekend it's interesting it's you know weekends aren't really even a thing anymore nor are weekdays they're just days but i'm gonna be happy it's the weekend anyway uh i have a wonderful conversation to share with you today it's between myself and caitlin gould caitlin gould and i got to know each other during last year's fringe uh performance of scream in blue uh, which was a experimental uh form of japanese dance and you'll 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 hear us talk some inside baseball about that and uh, how it affected us spiritually emotionally and physically and uh, yeah it was a really lovely conversation um I'm also posting this today, May 2nd. I wanted to wait till May to post this. It's only been a week since we talked, but I wanted to wait till May because Caitlin is uh, a charming troll of the highest order when it comes to it's going to be May memes. And uh, so I thought it would only be appropriate for me to wait till May to make this happen. How are you? Um, I hope you're doing okay. I, uh, I'm feeling a little bit of stasis this week, but that's better than feeling like, you know, downtrodden or on some kind of downward slope. But, uh, what's making you happy this week? What's making you sad? What's giving you hope? What's depleting you of it? I want to know. I want to talk more. I want to do more of these. Um, I need to load them up. I need to finish editing audio on some that have long since been recorded, but, um, yeah, uh, audio is giving me trouble and I want you to be able to hear what these wonderful people are saying. But for now, I give you this conversation between myself and Caitlin Gould. I'll talk to you after. Hey, if you can hear me, just connect that audio. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, hello. Ah. I don't know how technology works. So. Oh, me neither. It's so funny because I'm watching the Zoom app and it's like, Caitlin Gould is in the waiting room. Caitlin Gould is connecting. It's just giving me a play-by-play. -play. Did not connect to audio. Did not connect to audio. Well, then I was, it was asking me questions and I was like, I don't, I don't know. Just put me in. <laughs> put, <laughs> me in. put me in, coach. I just want to hear people. How are you? You made it. I am good. How are you? I'm good. Um, this is actually the first one that I've done in a long time, like a week and a half. I took a big, long break. Really? Yeah. So back and I don't know, I feel like probably out of practice is the way to do it, you know? I feel like I've seen one every day, but I oh, don't no. know <laughs> For sure. time anymore <laughs> yeah i mean i the last one that posted was uh a week ago today but before that i had just like backlogged them um so yeah so you're you're guinea pig part two hello i'm honored thank you yeah hello. so what have you been doing today today has been exciting um i ran four miles somehow i ran nice. from 61st street to 49th and then realized I had to get back so that was awful 
sorry. <laughs> and then I got home and there was a spider waiting for me. So that was a great saga of how do I kill this thing? I'm home alone. I hate bugs. I don't like yeah. them. Um, I think I killed it, but I can't find its body. So. Oh no, that's never good. So you went, need like yeah. evidence. I do. I need to know that it's dead. I feel that. But, I, uh, I grew up in a house full of brown recluses and oh those, God. you, you need to know that those are gone. You need to know. Yeah, for sure. That's my, I like, I can't do spider. Like I can get past certain bugs. I can deal with it, but spiders, especially like the more dangerous they are, I can't mm -hmm. do it. I yeah. would rather just set the house on fire. I just start it, start again. <laughs> or myself, I don't know. <laughs> sure. No, that's so funny. Well, then how did you deal with uh, the Buto spider stuff? I don't remember. I didn't choose a spider. I think I chose a different bug. Well, I mean, um, 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 Connor's spider piece. The oh, spider Oh, well, I mean, that was creepy across the board, but like in the best way. Sure. Okay, good. It wasn't like right. trauma every day. No, oh no. Okay, good. That was more like contortion-y to me, where I've seen contortionists do creepy crawly stuff like that, and like uh -huh. that just fascinates me, how you can get your body to move in that way. Oh, sure. I was and just thinking about, th th oh, sorry, th I was just thinking about that the part. other day, and that, yeah, that day that that was conceived, and it was like, well, Connor, you should definitely be doing this. Wasn't that, we made that up pretty late though, didn't we? We did. It was like supposed to be part of the just mask scene in general. And then we realized once he put it on or put all of the masks on and once Coleman got the book of light, it's like, yeah, this should maybe be its own thing. It was, I just looked forward to, not that I could see, but the energy of the audience during that scene was one of my favorite moments in uh -huh. all of theater yeah. of my whole oh life. Oh my God. Uh, like, it just, ugh. I think about that show at least once a week, if not every day. Yeah. Oh, same. Um, there was a while where it was all I could think about. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And it wasn't necessarily the show itself. So this is how, this is perfect. This is how we, uh, oh, yeah. well, it, it's not really how we met, but I mean, this is really how we got to know each other. Um, yeah. Oh, was sure. through Screamin' Blue, which is a Buto show, Last Fringe, and um and one of yeah. the most meaningful experiences of my entire life. Yeah. Well, I want to ask you about that because have you ever been, I mean, did you ever do much device theater? I'm sure you did in grad school. Yes. Um, I did a little, I didn't yeah. do much until I went to grad school. Um, mm -hmm. It was really my ex who his whole course was devising. And so I was spending a lot of time at his um, flat in London my second year. And that was all like his last year and they all were creating their own work. And that's when we'd started, like I'd started devising mirrors at that point, And like, that was a big unit. And I was like, Oh, I like this. Like, this is fun. I can make my own stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, so it was, had, it was still relatively new. Yeah, sure. And I, you know, the only thing uh, I ever had, uh, I had I, only done one device piece and it was like a lucky, lucky group of people. I mean, you know, I feel like maybe there's some danger in that. And I, even though the only two times I have done device theater, I feel like there's danger of maybe one person or two people or everybody maybe not 
really grasping that ensemble mentality and maybe oh I, yeah I, I feel like there's danger <laughs> is, is there danger there have you run into that oh ever? I have yeah um I can't talk about all of the experiences uh-huh but I have been a part of that um it just it's when ego gets in the way and that infuriates me to no end yeah. like it, at that point it's not about you it's about the work and if you want to say you're an ensemble then be an ensemble um, so I've definitely seen that happen, but I also think on the other side, I've been quite fortunate and most experiences have been that and people care about the work and will put their egos aside. So right. there is luck to be had in that. <laughs> oh, and I mean, luck on either side, like, yeah, you know, I feel, I feel like, yeah, part of it's probably ego and I don't know, maybe a resistance to a new form uh, from like oh, what yeah. I've heard, what I've heard from people who do a lot of device theater is that the person that seems to resist the most is the person that is uncomfortable with either the concept or just device theater in general and so they feel like they have to kind of overcompensate with yeah maybe i don't know oh yeah i think like when you're learning a new skill and you're like yeah. oh why am i not good at this the first try because no one's good at anything the first try <laughs> oh my god oh this first, this first few days of scream and blue rehearsal i was like this uh, this might be the end. Like this might be the bookend <laughs> of theater for me. Not because I was hating it or anything, but because it was just so hard in so many different ways. Um, that yeah, I mean, I and we never really focused on nailing it, which I really love. It was all about living in the moment, and so that kind of yeah. offered some relief. I think there was only one time and it was towards the very end, like right before we opened. And I was like, Logan, do you want to see anything else in rope dance? Am I not? Is there more that I can give? And he went, no. Went, okay. Yeah. And then I just carried on. Um, but yeah. it was, it just never felt like that. Um, and I, I would have never guessed that you felt that way because I just loved that energy in that room. Everyone was so fully committed and oh, so like yeah. on board. I never would have guessed if anyone was having a hard time with anything or like, or any of it because everyone was just so just so present and so committed well, to it absolutely and that's where the luck came in i mean what a fucking ensemble um but oh, we can swear yo, yo, <laughs> yeah 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 we are okay. we can definitely swear um but delightful yeah it's fucking delightful um <laughs> i i don't know if it was that any of us were resisting or having a bad time necessarily it was just so such a shocking new form. And so whether we yes. were doing those guided meditations or exercises um, or learning, you know, this, the strange ass footwork, I feel like that's that the most I've been challenged um, mentally, spiritually, physically, I think maybe ever. Yeah. Oh, hands down. Yeah. And I, I loved it. Um, I think I'd mentioned this during the show at one point, but it was like every show I did last year was like the right show for what I needed emotionally and like spiritually and internally at that time. Mm -hmm. And so we got to that one and it was really like, I needed to go inside of myself. And like, yeah. and I try and I try, I do separate myself from my work. Cause I think like method, you probably know how much I can't stand this idea of method acting. I hate it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but, but I, my derailed, what was I talking about? What year is it? Where am I? Um, oh, you're talking about like shows and then them, be, them being at the right time. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. I have the attention span of a raccoon. 
Um, and that one, it was just so nice to be able to like go inside of myself and like figure out, okay, what do I want? And like have that therapy, but also have it be like, not about that. Huh? Yeah. Like it was therapeutic, but it was also like, that wasn't the, I wasn't going there for therapy. I was going there to make art. I love and that, that was like, like the therapy. Yeah. And you were kind of, I mean, we're told to leave our baggage at the door so often. I mean, you just kind of reference that, like separating work from real life. Um, yeah. But it was kind of cool to be given license to bring our baggage, not only to the door, but through the door and then vomit it all over the floor. Just vomit it. And then writhe I, in it. <laughs> especially after all of this, but it's in the past few months, I've thought about the, the memory, hopes and dreams, one that we did oh yeah and yeah. I would really love to to go back to that one I don't know what that says about me as a person <laughs> or how morbid I am but I, I think that would be interesting to revisit especially after all of this and that you're talking about the one with the rock correct yes god yeah, yeah that 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 day it was probably the hardest I've cried <laughs> since oh, uh, oh yeah. yeah yeah for sure oh well I don't know I I say, oh yeah, I cry a lot, actually. <laughs> what makes you cry? Um, it depends. I think I have a hard time. I try to be present and I try to be positive. And like, I'll cry at any movie, certain shows, songs, uh -huh. I'll sob. But in life, I'm like, no, you are fine. You are okay. You are strong. And then I, I bottle it up and then it's like, I cry for two hours because I just didn't allow myself to cry about what I needed to cry about originally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, somebody, I'm, especially like how hormonal am I? What's going on in my life? If somebody just looks at me the wrong way, I'll start crying. I'm like, I just need to cry and I need to feel and I need to be here. And then I, and then I stop crying and then I carry on. <laughs> so much makes that. me cry, Hollis. <laughs> No, no, no. And I, I'm, I'm only asking because I, I don't, I think that's a good, I think that's a good quality. Um, you know, I, yeah. What no, makes you cry? Uh, <laughs> Everything. <laughs> uh, right now, well, been going on a lot of Disney trains, you know, both familiar oh, and unfamiliar. No. I'm so, I'm so quick to cry oh. at almost anything animated. And if there's father son shit thrown in there too, I'll be a mess. The Lion King, waterworks. Oh, please get real. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I got to set aside a couple days waterworks. for Lion King. Yes. Oh my God, <laughs> Moana. Um, but lately, there's been, I've had a couple of good cries lately, and it oh, yeah. all seems to revolve around coming to terms with the fact that while we're all going through this very unifying drama and ordeal, I feel like a lot of us ended up putting some pretty hard hitting personal dramas on hold or on the back burner. Oh, and so oh yeah. Some of that stuff is starting to kind of surface through the dirt <laughs> a little bit yeah. right now. And so I guess I didn't, I, and I still don't really realize how much have been a compartmentalizing that which I think is healthy sometimes and sometimes I mean it ends with just a surprise cry like I had the other day for no good reason uh but for a good reason but yeah well yeah but also yeah <laughs> for, with a good result for sure I felt so yeah. much better good 
I, I definitely think uh, um, it's a good time to heal. Yeah. And just deal with the, the shit that's been hiding that you're like, no, 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 I'm fine. Like, yeah, I cried about that, but I'm fine. And you're like, well, are you? Are you really? Yeah. Right. Or, you know, and as, you know, depressives or people with anxiety, I think we typically look for a distraction um, from the oh, things yes. that make us feel that way. Right. And I mean, we've been given the best distraction of all time, a pandemic. <laughs> and <laughs> and oh. I, I think that a lot of good is going to come out of this whole thing, which is probably, I don't know, maybe too insensitive of a thing to say. I really do think some good will come out of this, but I, I, I certainly uh, hope I worry about the, yeah, the, the tempering of some underlying issues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, every morning I make my eggs and my cheese on toast, which for yes. some reason I can eat the same breakfast for two months straight, but I, I <laughs> can't eat the same leftovers for dinner two days in a row. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> whatever that means. Um, but I listen to Andrew Cuomo every morning and He's like it, sometimes it's a lot, like, especially when the deaths were like in the 700s and you're like, okay, woof. Um, but lately, and, and something I really appreciate about him is that it's like no BS. It's just, here's the facts. Here's what's going on. Here's my opinion as well. Um, but today he, and he's talked about this before, but today he was talking about you know, moving forward and how do we reimagine? We can't just go back to yesterday. And this has highlighted so many issues that I think most of us were aware. Mm -hmm. um, For sure. But maybe now other people will finally be aware and finally we can actually do something about it and fix it. Um, that's the optimist in me. No, I love that. And the, cynic, I, I... the cynical person in me is like, well, we'll see. No, it, well, I mean, you, they, they, they share an apartment, those two sites. Um, yes. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, my, my guy was out the other day, uh, just going like, I, I don't know if I'm ever going to get back to normal for me personally. And uh, I think I might just have to go ahead and move to Montana um, to get away from, first of all, the pandemic, but also the, you know, uprising that will surely happen whenever he's reelected and you know you can just oh, spiral, and spiral, yeah. and spiral and spiral and spiral yeah, yeah. oh god I mean, <laughs> today's I hope... not one of those days <laughs> no no i keep hoping it'll be like like history repeats itself and i think we're seeing uh -huh. that very clearly and so part of me is like oh it's going to be like um when fdr got elected that was it this wasn't hoover it was hoover uh -huh. who botched up the depression so badly and so i'm like okay maybe we can like take a page from the history books here and uh Good change will come. God, I'm. I hope. <laughs> me, me too. Me too. So, how are you? What uh, what side is more prevalent today for you? Is there? How are you dealing today? Definitely the the hopeful side. Um, Good. Talking to people is wonderfully helpful. Um, and like the sun is out. I'm outside in this hammock. I've exercised, so my brain is like, yeah, we are okay. We are gonna learn from this and we are going to grow um, it's, it's I think the hardest part is like either when it's cold outside or rainy um, and then also like when the nighttime comes mm -hmm. and, and I have to go to sleep and my brain just was like nah 
we're going to think about everything. I'm like, oh, come on. It's 1 a.m. Sure. I had a... What side is your brain on? Or what were you going to say? Go ahead. Well, I'm with you. Hold on. My sound is messing up. Silly rabbit. Um, oh, no. I, I'm with you about the late night spirals. And before I move on to me, what do those look like for you? Is it just thoughts or is it images or inner monologue I, just going at 80 miles per hour? Inner monologue going at 80 yeah. miles per hour. I do this anyway. Um, it's like I go to bed and my brain is like, here are all the mistakes you've made in the last six months. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Woof. And then it's like, I think about trivial things like little life things, like where am I going to live? What, how, what do my relationships look like? How are my friends? What, why did I say that thing to that person at one time like that? That came off bad. And then I'm like, but we're in the middle of a pandemic and that's the road you want to go down? Yeah. Like there's bigger fish to fry than like, where am I going to live? I don't know. Like, you're fine. Think about the people that are getting sick. So there's this, this duality of like, your thoughts are trivial. And it doesn't matter, but then it's also like, well, okay, uh, it does matter. You need to process those feelings. Of course. I mean, no matter what's the saying, like, no matter where you go, there you are. What is that saying? No matter where you go, there you are. It's like, uh, yeah, no matter where you hide, no matter what you try to distract yourself. I with. somehow did not know that oh, thing. It's, it's, it's my favorite and my least favorite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cuts deep. <laughs> That's deep, man. Yeah. <laughs> I hope we're not getting too deep. I really, really hope it's, it's maybe it's this basement that's setting the scene. I need to oh, turn God. on a light or something. Oh yeah. Um, I, I also I love like philosophical conversations and like that kind of stuff is my jam. So okay, cool. I just don't want to bum you out, and I I'm also you know, um, yeah. I don't think you could ever bum me out. Well. But so yeah, challenge accepted. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, 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 no. We won't go there. Um, <laughs> but <Please no. laughs> I, I don't know. I think today, actually, really, until this phone call started, and I'm not just uh, buttering your bread. I was, wow. I was not, not in a great spot. Like, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to say it. Like, I, and I was trying to figure out how to write it down even earlier. Like. I just, I, I don't like the stress behind the extra effort to make things fun right now. For me personally, like for me, myself in my own apartment, like, oh, today, you know what I'll do? And this will be super effing fun. This will really cheer me up. I'm going to do this, 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 and this. Um, yeah. I, 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 I end up kind of spiraling out whenever like a part, part of it like a detail in that plan goes wrong or not exactly how I want it and I'm not even that much of a control freak but I, I just really want to have a normal day personally mood wise that's where I'm at today yeah I think yeah. that's I think especially when we're so hyper focused yeah and there's all this stuff going on and you're like okay I have a plan and all of these emotions and all of this like fight or flight survival is happening. And that yeah. one detail goes wrong can make such a difference. Oh, exactly. And, you know, I, I know neither of us want to upset the status quo of, of well, uh, well, our current status quo or, you know, uh, ruffle any feathers or cause any danger. It's not that. I don't want to go off to a bar. I, 
I, I mean, I, just, I do want to go out to like I want to oh, go to like well, Shay Charlie. I want to go please. to Julep. I want to go. I know to my spots, <laughs> but I I'm know. also like, like also I look okay. Derail. I look like Hermione Granger in film one with a balayage, and you don't see me out there going like I want a haircut. Like get like yeah, I want to go to a bar. <laughs> yeah, but we all want to go to a bar. Yeah, and the more you complain about it and don't listen, the longer we're gonna have to do this. Uh-huh. So just like, like hunker down. Yeah, that's how you get ants. <laughs> that's, yeah. like, that's how you get ants in this economy. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Um, I've been watching that show. That show has been putting me to bed, which I don't oh, know what that nice. says. Oh, that's okay. About. There are worse things. There are. There are. What else are you watching? Oh my god. Well, <laughs> I. Um, so I started Monty Python Flying Circus for like the 10th time this year. Caitlin, um, yes. I can watch that. I watch that every like three months. Um, cool. I love that franchise. Um, but I just binged Dead to Me. Oh, yes. It's Mandy so good. Oh mm-hmm. my God, it's so good. Um, and then I, I watched Living With Yourself last night, which was a little <sighs> rough. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I binged it, but I watched it all. And then I was like, well, I will go to bed now. I, it's really good, but... Oh, it's amazing. And I think you were right to binge it because spreading that out can just make the, the, the bummer mood last maybe too long. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Just one night, rip it off like a band-aid. Yeah. Oh, we, we were going hard on some leftovers. And... Uh, we just came to a complete standstill because like, okay, nope, the band-aid's, it's too big. Like we can I try to rip that. it off. Oh, well, well, I think you'd really like it personally. Okay. Is it, is it like mood kill? Like, is it gonna? Huh? Yeah. I mean, it's not, it, it's, it's pretty grim, but okay. there are a lot of really good questions about humanity asked and a lot of really hopeful answers. So I will, Say it's not just grim to be grim. It's really great storytelling. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And it's got Justin Thoreau and Carrie Coon, and they're both uh, gorgeous inside oh, and nice. out, and just amazing performers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I'm like everyone. Anyone give me suggestions? I watched the same. I. I think I spent an hour the other night just trying to pick a movie to watch on Netflix. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I was like, really now? Like, you've never nothing but time and then I just end up watching the same 20 shows that I watch all the time anyway sure so any suggestions send my way I love that I have noticed that you know those nights where you are scrolling and scrolling and scrolling trying to find something new say you do land on something new (laughs) after an hour hour and a half um that movie is usually hot 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 garbage (laughs) Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna be disappointed. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. People have disappointed me enough in my life that I don't need a smoothie to disappoint me. And that's the tagline for the episode. <laughs> There's something in that we should put a pin yeah, in that. For sure, for sure. Oh my goodness. So okay, Monty Python. I'm so glad you like Monty Python. Um, oh, like maybe borderline obsessed. Oh really? Maybe. I get really infatuated with stuff. Why am I obsessed? Yeah. Um, 
I saw, I remember watching Holy Grail at a movie night in high school. Uh-huh. And it just like changed how I viewed comedy and like uh-huh. what is funny. And my friend, Katie Beeks, my high school friend, we would like get infatuated with shows like Lord of the Rings, Monty Python, oh, yeah. um, silly, silly stuff too. And we would just watch it on repeat over and over again. And that's just who we were. <laughs> and then, you know, you go down the rabbit hole, you find out more about Monty Python. I started watching Flying Circus and it's like, I, I just, these guys are so funny. And it's so like, I love how they will take you down something and it's so absurd or so unexpected. And I'm cackling at this like stupid thing. Like Graham Chapman just has a, a fake nose on and it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And I can't tell you why, but it's just like a, a masterclass for me in, in studying humor. I love that. I, 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 Flying Circus, it's so crazy. I always forget how short it is. They did not really oh, do yeah. a, a ton. And with, you know, how it's been mythologized a little bit, you would think they did, you know, 15, 20 years. Uh, but I, I kind of love that they made it so tight and knew when to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think I do think that John Cleese left on like the okay. fourth season. I think he went to do Faulty Towers. Right, right, right. Um, so at that point, I, it is kind of like, yeah, like end it. Maybe um, we should. Yeah. Maybe we should. I don't. I mean, who? I don't know enough to know if that's actually what happened. Um, but I, I agree. I like it when shows know when to end. Yeah. And when something is good, we just leave it. So do you? Do you tend then to, I mean, I don't know, they're pretty, like, kind of, they're, they're, that's pretty intellectual comedy, but I mean, it's so uh, kind of mask and physical stuff, or, you know, silly voices, yes. kind of Del Arte business, even sometimes, um, but do you... Which is also, I think, why I like it. <laughs> oh, no, of course. Well, that's what I was going to ask, like, do you kind of gravitate then towards physical comedy? I I think I do recently I think it's uh-huh. been there um and this even goes back to screen and blue a little bit and like my aerial training where it's like it's opened up this world of like what physical theater is for me oh, yeah. and I'm like I just I just want to be a clown uh, <laughs> like, I just want to be a clown so badly um that's all I want I want to make clowning acts all the time and I-, I love making people laugh and I think for me my body is how I how I've come to tell stories like yes Uh, give me a a monologue and let me tear that up and let's go but I love like what my body can do and I can make you laugh by doing like falling over like that's amazing I love that I I've never really been okay so until I moved here Uh to Kansas City I was uh not really a comic actor at all in fact kind of the opposite um and so I was always just doing really broody shit and also seeking Ooh. it out. Um, so it wasn't really until I got here that I started really doing a whole lot of comedy. Thank you, Sydney Garrett, for starting that. Yay! Yeah, and Yay. Um, s- seriously. And, you know, every once in a while, it'll be kind of a, um, a bummer because it's like, well, I, I can do more than just be a goofball, but I love being the goofball. I love being the clown. And uh, oh, it's so much fun. 
Oh, it, it, it definitely is. And, and there's so much drama in comedy. It's kind of the best of both worlds. Um, um, yeah. But I, I, I feel you about, um, you know, kind of connecting this to Scream and Blue, where while we did go through it emotionally and, and otherwise during that rehearsal process, I also haven't laughed nearly as hard as oh I laughed God, the, in that room. The first day, like that exercise. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was probably the most fun I've had doing imp like an improvised anything in a really long time. Oh, sure. Oh, and at the end of the, that first week, I think, um, when we all just had to do a solo dance for about 30 to 90 seconds. Yes. Oh, so funny, so funny. Coleman. <laughs> to doing me. the Edith Piaf piece, yep. yeah. Oh. Coleman oh. Crenshaw, I miss Coleman that man. Crenshaw. I miss so many people. <laughs> Have you had any kind of like, hey, you stand on this side of the street and I'll stand on this side of the street type meetups or anything oh like that? Oh my God, yes. Um, the first week I was home, I, so I flew back to Kansas City pretty abruptly um, mid-March. And so I've seen my parents a few times, mostly because they will set stuff out on the porch for me to come get. That's cute. <laughs> because I was like, I need my furniture and I need these things that uh -huh. I don't have. Um, so I'll talk to my mom. She held up my dog for me, which was almost worse than it was anything. <laughs> like, oh, I just yeah. wanted to pet my dog, but I couldn't go inside. Um, and then Aaron and I have done a few social distancing walks. Um, nice. I baked donuts last week, um, which is so unlike out? me. They were edible. <laughs> I did... I didn't catch anything on fire. Um, what I, so I delivered them to a few friends and like would talk to them on the other side of the street. Um, and one of them was like, they're so good. And I was like, wow, thank you. So I have had a, a few. Oh, Katie Gilchrist danced with me. I just got a dance today. I saw. Yeah. How was, was it? Really, it was really nice. Um, she... She texted, or, you know, she made a post about doing it again this week. I was like, oh, thank God, because I want to get some David Bowie in my yard. And yes. sure enough, that was, and that was everything I needed. It kind of snapped me out of being so cranky today, I think. Good, yeah. yeah. Even just, what did just, you... like, just going outside for, like, a second. Yeah. Like, immediate mood booster. What did you dance to? Come and get your love. Oh no, you're home. break. You are breaking up. Hold on Somebody, one sec. It, oh no, oh no. No no no. Adio. Why do you hate us? If I go, if I move this way, is it oh, better? Yes. Okay. Oh, I love when these things happen. Truly. Because, because it kind of snaps me out of like, you know, it's not, this isn't supposed to be so serious. <laughs> no. No. It's like, this, we're not changing the world. We're just talking and I miss you so much. <laughs> but the production quality has to be through the roof or we can't. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, or, or we can't goof off. Um, no, My so agent you, will be living. Oh God, probably. <laughs> They're all about these things. Um, so... Well, they're so barat, just like totally overwhelmed with uh, quarantine podcasts. I'm sure they won't even know where to find it. 
Um, Probably. <laughs> so you did come and get your love. Yes. I love that. I think song. I just watched Guardians, um, and I have like a Guardians of the Galaxy playlist on my Spotify. And there's oh, something about that. like good Motown that really can just like brighten my day. Yeah, I love Motown. Oh yeah. Was I listening to the other day? Um, Percy Sledge isn't necessarily Motown. I was listening to the Ronettes the other day, like, you know, Be My Baby. Ooh, and all yeah. That. And it's, yeah, featured in every single Martin Scorsese movie ever. Oh my, Martin Scorsese. <laughs> Have you seen The Irishman? I did. Is that did. Scorsese? Yeah. Okay. I might, I don't know how, what, how to talk anymore, apparently. Um, that is on my list to watch. It's, I don't. It's now is the time to watch a movie like that, <laughs> where that's what everyone tells me. <laughs> I, I was watching it during, I think I watched it during every brilliant thing, and I was like, "How dare I spend four hours watching the same people kill the same people that you know I've been watching for almost twenty years?" <laughs> Whenever I have oh serious God, right? work to do, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's so. Of course, no, and it's just such a long break, but it's so good, and it's such a, I think it ends up kind of being a really lovely love letter to the end of his career. Okay. Um, it's, uh, if you even kind of like Scorsese, I think, I thought it was really, really good, and Ray Romano shows up for no good reason, and he's always no. welcome. He's always welcome. Yeah. Okay, I'll watch it for Ray Romano alone. <laughs> nobody else no one else uh, I do want to side note though on every uh -huh. brilliant thing uh -huh. and how fucking amazing that show was that was phenomenal thank you I was I was just talking to um the director Doug the other day about just just yeah nonsense and how I had had this dream where he and I were asked to go do it again at a library and nobody showed up and, oh, I uh, would show up. Well, <laughs> thank you. I would be there. <laughs> in, in, in the dream, in the dream some, actually some clowns ended up showing up. I don't have like a thing against clowns. They just happen to be clowns in the dream. And, uh, and yeah, I, I couldn't remember the lines. You know, it was one of those, one of those dreams where you can't remember the lines of a show oh, you're supposed yeah. to do. And everything's it, on fire. Sure, right. Yeah, you're naked. <laughs> all, all of it. Um, I always find those are more comforting though than like the dreams like during Belfast Girls right before we opened uh -huh. I had a dream that we were just sitting in the hammocks hammocks um doing a line through and that stressed me out more because it was too calm and too normal interesting and I was like, what does that mean Whoa. have you ever had a dream like that no tell me more about it oh it's weird it happened that, um for that show and for adult child dead child where uh -huh. it was just like calm like I was just doing normal things and that stresses me out way more like if things are on fire and the set's burning down and no one can find me and my teeth are falling out I'm like yeah that was a normal nightmare like that was a show nightmare okay great uh -huh. but then the normal ones I was like what, what's gonna happen <laughs> what well how, in and I, I how interesting no I wonder so would you have those did you have the one about Belfast, Belfast Girls whenever it was in production? It was right before it opened. Okay, gotcha. 
they always happen right before they open and then once they open i'm like we're fine we opened we're fine oh see i i kind of almost have an opposite problem where years will go by and it's like hey you got to do annie get your gun again and i'm and <laughs> my like, my fir- my first thought is please god no don't put me in that mustache again <laughs> like but also was I in I, college I, oh no it was the last show we did in high school we uh oh wow we we had a killer season man it was it was working which i love i know a lot of people don't love working and then we did hamlet and then there was like apparently legend has it there was this coin toss like they could not figure out the third. I'm I'm serious. They couldn't oh figure gosh. out the third show, and it was between Annie Get Your Gun and I used to remember again. This is probably just rumor. I think it was like Guys and Dolls, and oh, if it had been Guys and Dolls, good lord, so that much fun been and fun. Yeah, and you know, but they ended up casting me as Frank Butler, like the leading romantic uh dude uh, misogynist <laughs> and oh, Na- naturally you know yeah, right 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 <laughs> when i think of hollis i think of misogyny oh, not not, not, <laughs> not even as a joke my conscience can't handle it <laughs> oh, sorry what uh what were the so anyway i'll have dreams about that show usually wow. it's like sorry buddy Got oh god that would probably <laughs> haunt me too though well into adulthood sure experience <laughs> do you have any shows that haunt you you don't have to name names um, or titles i'm trying to think i so in college we did jekyll and hyde and i just personally was not at a good point in my life uh-huh. during that show so i had a really hard time with that show but it was still a lot of fun um i don't think so like I've done bad shows for sure sure hands down I've done some awful awful shows but I I think that I've been quite lucky in that like I've had really good acting teachers I mean I've grown up with acting like my mom runs the theater program so I've like grown up acting my whole life um and so maybe I'm a little spoiled in like what my theater education has looked like in that like for me, I, I always view a project as growth and how do I grow as a, a person and, a, and an artist with this show. And I think I've been very, very fortunate in that none of the shows I've ever done, even the bad ones, have really haunted me. Like they were bad, but it's like, oh, whatever. I, I learned something. So here we are. Yeah. I don't think so. Like, we did Tommy in college. That, that was an interesting show as well. But like it's still I, like fun. <laughs> Well, of course. I mean, you know, Tommy, it's so interesting. Everybody that I know that's done Tommy, and I can think of maybe four different examples taking place in completely different theaters. It seems like that is a challenge. That is a very challenging show. It's a hard show. And it's a, you know, it's a musical. It's a spring musical. We were in college. We're all tired. It's the end of the semester. Um, We're all up late building a set, painting, doing lights, all that stuff. In addition to learning the choreo, learning the music. Um, so I just remember like, and that was my first year of college as well. So I remember just being very tired and being like, oh, and now I'm like, oh, oh girl, <laughs> that's nothing. no idea. <laughs> yeah, sure. You think you're tired now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, year old. <laughs> yeah. Wait till it's all over. <laughs> I know. I what was your senior what? show? Like the very last show that you did? Um, 
the senior show that's near and dear to my heart, um, which was the last straight play I did in undergrad, was August Osage County, and I was Violet. So that is very close to my heart. That was a very special production. Wait, um, you were Violet? Yeah. You would be a great Violet. That's amazing. I just need to age about 30 more years. Well, that's what least. college is for, though, and <laughs> yeah. that's, that's cool. Thank you. It, it's one of my favorite... It's probably the hardest role I had done. That was actually the role that I was like, okay, I don't think I like method acting. I don't think oh, that approach sure. is for me. Um, so I chose to figure out a different way to work, which I learned in grad school. Um, but it was just, I mean, everyone was so, again, like so committed. Everyone worked so hard on that show. And it was just a yeah. really, and it was a ton of seniors in the cast as well. Good. So it was very meaningful. Um, but then my final, final show was Nine to Five and <laughs> yeah. directed by the wonderful Bill Warren. And I was Roz, which was a lot of fun. Let's give it up for Bill Warren real quick Let's because he's a, for, oh. he's a cool guy. I've only worked with him at the festival, but he is a, he is a hardworking, caring man. He is a gem on this earth. Like, yeah. he was our um, movement teacher in college and he directed, he directed me in Miracle Worker. Um, oh. And like, that was, I mean, every, again, every show I'm like, okay, this is a challenge. This is hard. Um, what have I learned? And that show taught me a lot as well. He taught me so much in that show. Mm -hmm. I adore that person so much. It's so interesting he, that you... He does fight choreography at um, Shakespeare, yeah? Yeah, Am yeah, with, uh, okay. with Martin, with Martin English. Okay. And um, they're, first of all, they're such a great team. And uh, I don't know, it's, it's, I just did a reading with Martin recently and it was so strange to see him out of the context of the festival. It's, it's weird. It's like, oh, you know, yeah. find, find, seeing your favorite, I'm not comparing him to a bartender, but <laughs> seeing your favorite bartender, like at a grocery store. So it's like, you're oh, not yeah. supposed to be here. Um, but it turns out that this guy is a great actor too. And I, apparently Bill is a wonderful actor. So I hear. I don't know that I've seen Bill in anything, but he's a wonderful director. And that usually leads me to believe that they're wonderful actors. Oh, I love that. So, okay. August Osage County. Let's talk about it for a second. Oh my God. So <laughs> I, I had the, I had the distinct pleasure kind of, uh, to do, um, Oh hell Hollis, uh, Killer Joe. My, it was the last oh. show of my, my freshman year in college, but we took a trip to, I think, Oh, I really hope I get this right. I think we went to St. Louis and we went to see, the uh, touring production of August Osage County, which was brilliant, wow. it was at Fox. <gasps> and That's Estelle amazing. Parsons played <laughs> the lady herself. Uh, <laughs> she was like the, she was like the, the mother in um, Roseanne and she's in Looking for Richard. She's so, she was just so good. And her wailing wow. at the beginning, whenever she's, you know, tripping out and Beverly's doing the life is very long monologue. I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't think I've been haunted by, I don't know, opening moments as much as that piece wow. and knowing, oh yeah. Oh God. Uh, amazing. Amazing. Love that show. I love, I love that you had the opportunity though, to see that as well. Hell yeah. Cause I, I mean, from my granite, like, yes, I was an acting <clears throat> and a tech major. So I had no free time and uh, on top of like classes and working. 
so I feel like in undergrad, I really didn't see much theater. Like I saw some stuff. I did a lot of, I went to Fringe and saw things every now and again, but I really didn't see much theater. And then, which I think is kind of on my part, my responsibility, but also kind of detrimental when you're getting a theater degree to not see theater. Uh Um, And then when I went to London, it was like, we saw shows every week and it was just so odd, like, like I remember seeing People, Places, and Things by my th- probably one of my favorite playwrights. Right, right, words speaking. Um, <laughs> and I don't, I can't speak anymore. Um, Same. We don't just, have to. I I literally said to my friend the other day. I said, "Words? How do you word?" <laughs> That's the point that we're at. It's fine. Um, but People, Places, and Things. Like I cried six times, I think, during that show, and they stopped the show. Um, Because somebody, like, there was, like, a medical issue in the audience, so they stopped the show, and the actors walked off very calmly, and we waited around for, I I can't remember however long, probably 45 minutes. Oh, my God. At least. And then they came came back on, and they picked up right where they left off, and you would have never known. They found that momentum just instantly. Yeah. Like, I mean, they just, they were interrupted. They were off stage. They lost the rhythm and they came back on and it was like you you could have glued those two moments together and not known where the scene was it was it just gives it, me chills blew my mind uh, and you just hope you know uh <laughs> with a master's or or, or or with a you know a bfa or a ba that like we've and with professional experience that we've garnered skills where we could do that and i just don't i won't know until i know <laughs> you know yeah for sure. And, um, like when I was in KC in February working on my play, I remember talking to Logan about imposter syndrome and he was like, that doesn't go away. And I was like, okay, thank you. Oh, no. It's, <laughs> uh, oh, we're, <laughs> yeah, that's just kind of be a lifelong thing. I was listening yeah. to Laura Linney talk about that today on a podcast. She's one of my favorite actors. And yeah, um, she was talking about being on set for some like movie that she did much later in life. Like, like you can count on me or this, I think maybe the savages with Philip Seymour Hoffman and, you know, she was well established, had been, oh, well, of course. Yeah. (sighs) But, but, you know, they, they were good buddies. And even then she thought, I don't belong here. I may have a couple of Oscar nominations, definitely some Tony nominations under her belt. And she just, she still felt like she was going to be found out any moment. It makes me feel better though. Right. Like, like, okay, everybody feels this way. Yeah. Everybody feels this way. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I think people need to not be more honest. It's, it's, I'm not trying to put any pressure on any elders in Kansas City theater to like let us know that it's okay to feel like, you know, other than. But I wish people were more honest and a little less egocentric about their insecurities. Uh, I think that's across like that's every well I mean the few industries that I've been a part of outside of Kansas City I think that's it's just everybody you know really fake it till you fake it till you make it um and there's something to be said for that there's something to be said to that and I've done that a lot in the last year I think I'm like Mm -hmm. yeah totally (laughs) and then I'm like oh my god but I also I don't know. It's it just like I I agree. I think people in general, like in life, I just I don't I don't like bullshit. 
Um, I have a hard time dealing with people who are just like bullshitting me. And I'm like, I don't care. Um, just be real, like be honest. And I appreciate that and, like in politics and anything, it's like, just tell me what's going on. If you messed up, you messed up, own up to it. And then we can move on from there. Right. I mean, like, I'm not a, a Bernie bro by any stretch of the imagination, but I was a Bernie yeah. supporter. And, oh, and sure. I, I really, I, I think that was probably, you know, uh, element one that I connected with where I was like, oh, it doesn't feel like he's selling me anything. I wish I got that vibe from, you know, other actors or, or people in charge, people in power, period. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I was in LA for two weeks for Showcase and that really just burned me on that industry out there. Like uh-huh. I would definitely go out there to work, but that was part of the reason that I was like, I don't think I want to start a career out here because it's just so it's that like like I mean I know you talked about Bojack with Emma a little um and we've talked about Bojack before but just like seeing that it's like that is that industry and it's so and it's not everybody and I know that and I recognize that I I don't want to like generalize everything but it, it is so like narcissistic and egocentric and like stepping on people and I just can't I don't want to like tear people down to get successful I that does not interest me at well all. <laughs> and you know again you were saying you kind of find that stuff across the board I mean it's almost not even I mean it's going on in smaller ways here it, oh, it yeah. goes on in um, Springfield where I grew up uh, in the community theater scene there there are people in charge down there oh, that wow. think that think they're um, I don't know something like gods and um, and it's it's just yeah this is a hard racket and it's really tough to keep track of the people that mean a lot to you because we're we're moving all of the time and yeah, uh, yeah that's kind of one of my mid year resolutions is like uh, find the people that mean a lot to you and just don't let them go don't take no for an answer I love yeah. That. yeah. I think that has been the one upside to all of this. Um, and even just like, like I was pretty, I think I've mentioned this to you and I've told a few people, um, I had planned on moving back to Kansas City in June from New York um, because I was like, I was working in the community here, like standing room only both nights at my play. Like that was overwhelming. And I wanted to like just cry and, and that community means so much to me. And so it's like recognizing that love and like yes I have love for my friends in New York too and like I remember being with them at dinner before I left uh, um, for Kansas City and saying like I love you all so much um so it's hard when your heart is in so many places and you want to be in all of the places and you can't Mm -hmm. but then the upside of this is like I've talked to people that I haven't talked to in months or years yeah and like people that I I talk to a little bit and then we've like had full on conversations and I'm like, this is amazing. I haven't talked to you in forever. So there's that nice, in all of it, it's nice to be able to be like, okay, I can actually like talk to people and have that human connection. Even if I can't physically be there, that has been like the gift to me through all of this. Oh man, the gift, capital T, capital G. I completely agree. Um, do you think though, whenever this 
concludes and it will conclude, which I've tried. It will conclude. I've really tried to say that every every time. Um, it will. Lately. Um, but going forward, now that we've learned some things about ourselves, and we all have, for better or for worse, do you think you'll be able to keep up the lessons that you've learned about yourself and about your relationships? Do you think you'll be able to keep up these um, revived um, threads of communication? I certainly hope so. Mm -hmm. um, I'm the type of, I love people and I love seeing people and I will go out and do things and I want to go get, get drinks and like go see a show, but then I want to go home and like be by myself for a few days. Sure. Um, so I do need recovery time, even like virtually I need recovery time, but I, I would hope just this sense of community is so strong that I hope that I maintain it as well as all of us maintain it. Well, right. Cause yeah. How lonely would it be if you're the only one? Oh my God. It? Yeah. Like, yeah. Do you go to the no, we don't. We don't want to no. talk to you ever again. Oh, is it we because to you. It, there's not a pandemic anymore? Cool. Cool. Yeah. We felt sorry for you. You were lonely. Right on. That's that imposter syndrome we were talking about. <laughs> I know. It sneaks in. Oh, it does God. everywhere, even with your closest friends. No. Oh my God. Yeah. Especially like I've been alone in this uh -huh. house, which on one level is nice. I've been dancing all over the place and like being silly. But I also, uh, you just sit and you're like, oh, I've, I'm having a full on conversation with myself about why my friends don't like me. And you're like, what? What? You just talked to them. Yeah. Get yep. out. Yeah. I know. It, it's a mountain to climb, but it's a, it's a worthy mountain to climb every time to kind of snap yourself out of that, if you can. If you can. Yeah. I, that sigh you just did just gave, it was so, I felt it. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just, there's a really good line and um, not to, again, not to get too dismal, but there is a line in AA uh, in like the big book that they all study where Bill Wilson, I think says, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. And you know, I mean, of course you can relate that to alcoholism or addiction of any kind, but I, I also, I think about it often when I'm working through my own insecurities about maintaining friendships or maintaining like a romantic relationship. Like I, 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 <laughs> Coldplay said it better. Nobody said it was easy and nobody said it would be this hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's if only amazing. I could edit that out. <laughs> That's, no, that's the tagline of the episode. No, no, no. I'm going back to the other one. <laughs> Whatever it was. No. <laughs> like, I oh. lost the audio. Oh, no. <laughs> I want to hear this. Shoot. Oh, you mean that song they played at the end of every high school dance? Because that's oh hopeful. God. What oh the hell? God. You know, they also, know. they also would play, I was just talking about this the other day. At least when I was growing up, they would play How's It Gonna Be by Third Eye Blind at the end of every middle school dance. How's it gonna be when you don't know me anymore? That's not fair. That's rude. It's rude. We, I think we were pretty lucky. I was, I was a weirdo. Um, I was not cool. And so I remember like eighth grade, our eighth grade farewell dance they played, I believe in a thing called love. And I was just like the weirdo that was like hopping around all over the place like, 
whipping my hair all over, like dancing like a fool. And then I just never really did the social stuff because I just didn't feel a connection in that I way. I got you. Yeah. Um, but I did go, I did go to a couple dances in high school and I did go to my proms and I think we were pretty lucky in that they played, I don't think they played anything depressing. I love that But I never did the slow dances. Okay, I got you. See, those I think were the ones that I gravitated towards because grinding was becoming a thing and that made me really nervous. It's weird. And I, both my proms, I went with my guy, two of my guy, well, not at the same time, separately. I went with my guy friend. I I got you. (laughs) Um, I actually, for the first prom I broke up, I was dating this guy for like three months and he didn't live in Kansas City and then I broke up with him like two weeks before prom. Oh, I, just, no. I was like I don't I don't like him that much anymore like people change he yeah, was 17 he was my first boyfriend yeah and you also don't you know you don't want your prom to be clouded by a bad memory of a bad relationship no 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 you don't no 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 <laughs> no 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 oh god did you take your girlfriend did you have a girlfriend at prom or was it a friend uh, I had, uh, yeah, I had a girlfriend, and she was a, lo- is still a very lovely person, um, uh, but it's so funny, I was kind of doing something similar to this project, where I was in the middle of this project where I wanted to film the last two weeks of high school, and I thought that would be a good idea, and so I was distracted the entire night, like really trying to get every detail. And I don't think I gave her much attention. I really, that, that, that was a, a bad beta version of Hollis. <laughs> but yes, she was there and it was a good memory. And we had the worst theme. It was, um, oh God. Oh, it wasn't Phantom of the Opera because copyright. <gasps> uh, it, it was, but it was called like Night of the Phantom, which was pretty much Phantom of the Opera. Why? Yeah, I, I, I do not know. And it wasn't really incorporated. <laughs> but I had this like, Asian cut tux. <laughs> and like, just the, the, n- there was no focus anywhere. It was high school. Did you have a mask? No. Yes. Did anybody have a mask? Yeah, I did. I did. I did. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was fun what what was your theme your bolt I guess you had two you said uh, yeah so we had junior prom and senior prom okay um and when you were junior it was the same prom but like seniors got like a special I don't really remember um, <laughs> they were they were on a higher platform like yeah we, we got <laughs> more exclusive um I was gonna say cocktails but no one was I mean people probably were drinking but sure, I was sure. I didn't drink in high school um I think like one of them was like Casino Royale because James Bond had just come out. Cool. But part of me feels like they were both kind of like poker themes <laughs> both years. Like I can't sure. remember. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, whether that be I was like a wallflower and a, a theater person and was in my own world in high school or what, but I never really connected with like the, the people that planned that. And I just kind of showed up like, I'm here, <laughs> we're dancing, <laughs> or could I? <laughs> this is what we're supposed to do before our life starts. Yep. Right, right. And then they push you out into the world and you're like, how old am I? Am I supposed to be doing what? 
wait a second. Wait, how do you do taxes? I'm not ready. <laughs> Was it uh, one of my favorite comedians, John Mulaney? Has a man. joke. I, th I think it's Comeback Kid, or it's Radio City. It's whatever one's at Radio City Hall. Um, and he's talking about like going to college and being an English major. <laughs> and spending a hundred thousand dollars to be an English major in a language she already speaks, blah blah blah, and like, he's like, I did that when I was seventeen. I didn't drink water <laughs> the whole time, and I'm like, wow, this is really on the nose. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh my goodness, he is, I think, swiftly becoming a voice of a generation. Like both him and Nick Kroll, this big mouth project that they've got just oh my completely God, so blows my mind. Good. I didn't think I was going to like it. The first few episodes, I was like, I don't know. I think it's, it's like more maybe for guys and I don't know. And then the longer huh. it's gone on, the more I'm like, ha, yeah, totally. I like that in season two, they made that really clear. You know, this is not just for boys. You know, it's not just gross bathroom boy humor it's also gross bathroom girl humor and non-binary humor and all kinds and it, it yeah it, it's it's one of the most inclusive things I've seen oh for sure and like sexuality is confusing and fluid and <laughs> ain't it who knows <laughs> none of us know <laughs> and we and won't have a, a while no oh my god what's going on <laughs> um Oh, hell, they're doing a podcast for Oh Hello. I haven't listened to it because I am really slow to get to podcasts. So it's like on the long list of podcasts that I have to listen to. Um, but they're doing Oh Hello. I will say it is the beacon of light that you think it is. But I think this. It's so good. It's, it's so, so good. damn good. And it's just, yeah, I just love that they decided to bring them back now of all times. I know. Oh, my God. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. John Mulaney, um, his first two albums did get me through 2011. I say that all the time, and people are like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, I, I don't know. But I'm like, oh, how, how perfect that he has something that is getting me through this moment in my life. Thank you, John Mulaney. For sure. God, I'm so sorry. My neighbor is losing his mind upstairs. Oh. Can you hear it? I just thought maybe Elisa was like... Screaming? Thomas, what are you no. doing? <laughs> I don't know. No, this guy, this guy's a little bit of a maniac. I think his name is Kent. Um, but I can't tell if he's like fried his brain on whatever... It, it, it's all good. Like, bright his brain on whatever in college. And he's like a super, super, super left kind of gentleman. Or if he's on the other end of the spectrum and is kind of burned it all down. Oh, no. Sorry, I'm eavesdropping. I would, too. I think he's talking he to his okay? dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's fine. He's okay. okay. As long as he's okay. No, of course he's okay. We actually talked the other day and he... He uh, admitted to just Ooh, being I, really. Was that him? Did you hear it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, cool, wow. cool. Yeah. Okay, so he seems happier now. He's not screaming. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Okay. Well, during Chief season, we would hear him kind of freaking out. We're like, okay, somebody's either about to die or uh, uh, 
uh, sports ball goal happened. Sports ball goal. Sports ball goal. Caitlin, I miss you so much. I miss you so much. I, and, um, this I has feel been like really there good. were other questions that you ask people that we just like. Just oh, we totally did it. Did. Okay, so we oh, did. Okay, cool. how, how, okay. how do we know each other? Great. Okay. Uh, all the like. Yeah. How do we know each We've other? We touched all the bases. How are you dealing? And what's something you can use in the future? Oh, magic. Okay, cool. What else can you use in the future? Because you're, um, you're in the very distinct and different position of uh, living alone right now. I'm not trying to spotlight that and make it sad or anything. I, that's a pretty brave place to be right now. I I'm feel so lucky that I'm. Of, I'm kind of grateful. Yeah. Yeah, like I really like living alone. I don't mind being alone. Good. I do wish I had someone to talk to, but I also like I can sing as badly as I want and dance <laughs> as badly as I want and like yeah. do, yeah, like having this freedom. It is, I do wish, I am, I think I'm envious of people who do have a partner or a friend um, or a dog. I, I have been <laughs> so close to adopting a dog so many times. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I realize that I don't mind being alone. Is that oh a relatively, I don't know, new frame of mind? Have you always been okay being alone? I think so. But my, my sisters were pretty, um, not significantly older than me, but they're old enough that we grew up kind of at different stages. So I was pretty much an only child by the time they'd gone to college. Okay. Um, so I'm kind so, of used to being alone. I'm just, like when the voices come out, but I'm like, oh, interesting, okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Why are uh -huh. we talking like this? <laughs> but. Oh, uh, I do that in a house full of living beings, so. <laughs> I would hope. I, I kind of just imagine you and Elisa doing voices together all, the, like, all day long, and it makes me really happy. It's so funny. I feel like uh, I, I, I have no relationship advice to give because most of mine have been less than great but one detail that I think is um, I don't know imperative it's like find somebody that you can riff with and it doesn't have to be good riffing <laughs> it can just be terrible yeah. and let it last for hours <laughs> oh that's amazing you should record that well I was thinking about doing <laughs> something with her uh and just kind of surprising her with it. Like, hey, we're recording, um, you know. You totally should, but make sure she doesn't listen to this. She okay. doesn't know it's coming. You know what? I actually think she's many episodes behind, like maybe 20, 15. You gotta hop on that train, you gotta get, you gotta get her. I know, I know. It's okay, <laughs> I understand. It's kind of a strange situation to be in for her where it's like, I'm not going to listen to you when you're right there. <laughs> or sometimes, oh, but you know, we'd she's all love it. Well, she's already heard the episode, you know, like she, so, so, sometimes she'll be in the room when it's happening. Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I would love it. I would love to listen to you too. I think it's a very loving and endearing relationship. And so part of me is just greedy and I'm like, I want to hear her voice. Yeah, we'll make it happen. We will. And um, I really, I really, really appreciate you doing this. And um, 
I appreciate Thank you listening. You. Yeah, uh, you're you're one of the people that have reached out about it, and I really you have no idea how much that means to me every time. It's just so lovely, like just to hear your voice. Like I had you on while I was baking, and it was just so nice to hear you and Matt Schrader Harbor talking in my kitchen. Mm. With like some kind of like normalcy. Oh, he's he's a gem of a person. I you know I I. Already know I love all of these people, but these conversations just magnify it, and it's wonderful. You're wonderful. Thank you for doing You're this. You're wonderful. Absolutely, and thank you. I'm for, so uh, honored. <laughs> yes, of course. So it'll probably. I don't know. I've got to release one that I have in the bag, and it's with Sally Farrand, who's delightful. You guys actually remind yeah. me of each other. Um, so I'll do that tomorrow, and then I'll I'll put you out on Old Tuesday. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh Tuesday. Oh boy. All right. I love you, Caitlin. I love you. Stay safe. Yes. Stay yes. healthy. I'll talk to you real soon. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much to Caitlin for talking to me. Thank you to you, you right there, for listening uh yeah i'll have another one for you tomorrow i love you guys take care